Welcome to Bikini Diaries. I'm Naima Thompson, businesswoman and IFBB bikini professional. Here, you will get the inside scoop from many bikini professionals and myself as we dive deep into the inner core of our triumphs, hardships, and evolution. This podcast was made to inspire, resonate, and enlighten others with all talks bikini in hopes that you never give up on your dreams. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now let's talk bikini. Dear Diary. This episode is brought to you guys by Team Boss Bodies. Have you ever wanted to prep for a show but have nowhere to start? Are you that person who has no interest in prepping for a show at all, but you just want to get that really nice bikini bod? Or have you already accomplished your bikini bod and you've already been on stage, but you just want something a little bit more in your prep? You're just really ready to take it to the next level. Are you someone who wants to try a healthy approach to this dieting game? You want individualized attention and someone to be your guide telling you exactly what to do and when to do it and to also be your number one supporter. If you want to feel a part of a community where all of your goals really matter and you're achieving results and the results are actually maintainable, then I am so excited to invite you into the club. Team Boss Bodies is exactly for you. We specialize in women's health. We help women to reach their health and fitness goals. We believe in keeping food as high as possible and cardio as low as possible. We customize your meal plans to your likes and your dislikes. And we also create a plan that is sustainable for your life for the long haul. You also have the option of choosing a more flexible plan if you want to count macros. Each plan includes your training, nutrition, cardio, and supplementation. Plans are adjusted weekly to a bi-weekly basis, and you are checking in twice a week. There's ongoing assessment to target your strengths and your weaknesses, weekly consultations, and ongoing guidance. You get 24-7 access to your coaches through text and email. And let's not forget our perks. We have a Facebook group that's going to help keep you accountable and invite you into a community that loves you and that is on the same journey as you. And team shows to get all of our girls involved. So if this is for you and you're ready to give it a try, you can go to teambossbodies.com slash apply and use the code Bikini Diaries for 15% off your packages. Now let's get into the episode. Oh my goodness, already one week down in January of the new year, resolutions are posted on the refrigerator and I just feel so wonderful about all the new and exciting things to come this year. I hope all of you ladies are feeling amazing and you are accomplishing and squashing all the goals that you had set out for yourself. Just know we are in it together. Today, I am so excited because the woman I'm going to introduce to you is someone who we can all look up to. She's the queen of managing her schedule and wears many hats in her life. She's a very well-known influencer, 
an active YouTuber. She has her own fitness business, an IFBB bikini professional, and she even has her own products. After listening to this podcast, you'll see just how down to earth she is. Being a pro isn't the only thing she looks forward to in life, and she shares with us all of her passions, projects, and newly engagement. Congratulations once more. You'll really be able to connect with her on a completely different level. By the end of this episode, she's going to make you feel like you can do anything you set your mind to with her confident spirit. So without further ado, I am so excited and delighted to introduce to you all IFBB bikini professional Desiree Scoggin. Hey Desby, how are you girl? I am doing well. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm pumped up. I'm ready to go. It's like after Christmas time. I'm, you know, stuffed with cookies and I'm I'm feeling warm, fuzzy. Oh, girl, you and I both. <laughs> Definitely fueling my current gym lifts for probably until the end of 2019. Oh, good, 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 good. I'm glad I'm like not alone. I shouldn't be like, I shouldn't confess, but now I confess. I'm so excited to have you on, Um, introduce you to all the girls. So let's get started. I want to start the podcast off the way I always start the podcast off. And that's with a bikini hack, just a series of questions just to get to know you a little bit better. So Desiree, where are you from? I am originally from Michigan. Okay, cool. And do you still live there? No, I'm currently residing in Florida. <gasps> oh yeah. my God, no way, me too. <laughs> yeah, complete drastic 180. I'm like, where's the snow? <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's never it's never coming. <laughs> How many years have you been competing? I have competed for two seasons. First season being in the fall of 2016 and my last season being here in spring slash summer of 2018. Okay, so there was a little bit of a break then? Yes. Yep, yep. Huge gap. <laughs> okay, cool. And when and where did you get your pro card? I received my pro card, I think it was technically June 29th or 28th, not sure. And it was at um, NPC Universe in Teaneck, New Jersey this year. So this 2018 year. Well, congratulations on to the pro side. So exciting. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite muscle group to work out and why? Favorite muscle group, hands down, shoulders. Um, I just, I absolutely love the the juicy pump you get from delts. Um, not only does it just like fuel my fire, I think it's very like just BA, but I also, I love the feeling of like not being able to really raise your arm because all the blood is in there. It's just, it's like this weird <laughs> feeling, but I love, I love the exhaustion of the shoulders. Well, that's probably why your shoulders are bomb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have to say I do probably uh, overtrain them. <laughs> Name one quality about yourself that makes you a really strong athlete. Uh, I think my tenacity and my perseverance uh, no matter what, you know, whatever hinders or whatever comes in my way, I always find a way to make it into a better situation and push on and end up coming out even better. Good. Positivity is always a plus. And does, Desiree, what keeps you motivated? What keeps me motivated is truly just being fit for life. Uh, I, I absolutely love competing. I, I love the stage. But at the end of the day, I want to be a role model for people throughout every aspect of life. So whether it be, you know, a teenager in high school or a college athlete or, a, you know, a mom at home, I want to show that a healthy lifestyle is just, it's fun, it's fresh, and then you stay fit. <laughs> Perfect. 
You get everything, everything in the world. Exactly. Right? <laughs> Bring us back. What was your, I know it's kind of short because you had two seasons, but I'm sure mm-hmm. you can think of one. What was your greatest bikini moment? I think, oh man, I think my greatest moment was truly like my first NPC national experience. Although I didn't place, um, like I obviously didn't earn my pro card at my first national show. Um, it was still like, I remember just the vibes I had, just how amazing I felt. Uh, my posing routine was amazing. Like everything just flowed so well. Um, and it was just, it was one that I walked off the stage and was like, wow, I'll always remember that first feeling on like the big, the big stage. <laughs> Yay. Love it. And for the very last question of the bikini hack, one of our faves, if you could pick one, what would be your favorite? prepping stage day or post show treats oh I would have to say oh man I would have to say probably show day just because you get to have your makeup done by someone or typically that's how I did it someone was doing my hair you're tanned up you you know you're super lean you feel just ready and so I, I love the feeling. It's almost like preparing for war. <laughs> and so it's, got, it's kind of like a glam, it's like a glam war. But I love oh it. Oh my God, I love everyone, that. Yes, I love it. Everyone looks amazing. Everyone's suits. Like, it, it's just so fun. Oh my God, I've never thought of it like that. Glam war. That's wonderful. <laughs> so accurate. So bring us back. Exactly. How did you get started in fitness? Were you always an athlete? Like what started your fitness journey? And then how exactly did you get into competing? Yeah. So I grew up an athlete. I mean, my, my parents were athletes and immediately whenever I could touch some sort of sport, like ball, basketball, golf, like tennis, anything, you name it, I tried it. And so throughout, you know, sports being in middle school and up, I actually, I wanted to be the first woman in the NBA. That was like my goal. <laughs> so wow. I played basketball um, and it was my one love. I mean, I played travel. I did everything and played at some amazing venues and got to high school, um, dabbled in volleyball a little bit more, ended up making varsity. So immediately I was like a double varsity sport athlete. Um, and I, I was like, oh my gosh, which one am I the best at? Like, I, I don't even know. So I continued playing basketball and then my sophomore year, I tore my right knee, um, with some other like ligaments, but primarily like my ACL. And so Mm -hmm. that kind of ended my basketball career simply because I started to fall in love with volleyball more. I wanted to pursue that in college. And so I was like, you know, if this could happen again, I probably need to cap it with playing almost, you know, too many sports. Like what is, what's the bread and butter here? Um, and that was me playing volleyball. So then ended up playing in college, played for Western Michigan University, went to the NCAA tournament, ooh, Mac ooh. champions, so fun, um, best experience ever. Ended up retiring from college sports and obviously being a competitor my whole life. I was like, what's next? Like, what can I compete in now? So I started doing CrossFit, competed in a few CrossFit um, like competitions. Mm-hmm. I did some obstacle course racing. Um, and then I was like, okay, so how can I – look better though. Like I want to look better. So that's when I kind of learned about bodybuilding, hypertrophy training, um, you know, not just going for the heaviest, but going for relatively heavy, like higher rep, that whole thing. And so from there I found a prep coach that just worked at the same gym that I did my, this was my junior year of college. 
And that was just kind of started into my first show. It just <laughs> kind of just stumbled in my lap. People were like, do you compete in bikini? Because you'd be really good. And I was like, what the heck? What is bikini? Like, I had no idea who like Arnold Schwarzenegger was. I had no idea what the Arnold was or Miss Bikini Olympia, you know, nothing. So it just kind of fell into my lap from people telling me like, wow, you have broad shoulders. Like you'd be good in competing. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and why that, not? the rest is history. <laughs> nice. So you're just like, why not? I mean, everybody's yeah. telling me, so I might as well dive into it. And yeah. was it exactly what you expected? I know you mentioned like you kind of wanted to look better. Do you feel like when you started competing, you looked better? Um, I would only because the strength training that we did, um, although it was so intense and so amazing in college athletics, the tailoring to student athletes is completely different than a bodybuilding, growing muscles type of workout. So in athletics, you know, we're going for explosiveness, power, you know, sprint speed, etc. Um, but when you're in the gym, you know, you're going for strength, you're going for execution. And that was something that different differentiated there. So between changing my lifestyle in terms of what I was eating and then adding on some legit gym routines, that's when I really started to see a change in my body. Nice. And what did you, what exactly made you want to have that little break in between? I know you started and you were all like, yes, the rest is history. I'm done. I'm doing this. And then you had a full, like a whole year, I feel like. So what actually happened? Yeah. So right after my, uh, so 2016, I competed the first time, won, competed again, won. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to go right to nationals. Like, oh my gosh, like I'm obviously so amazing, which I totally wasn't. (laughs) I had so much room to do, to grow, but that was my goal. I was like, oh my gosh, like I obviously, you know, have a great body for this sport, have a great work ethic for this sport. I want to keep going. Um, when I then got done competing that second time, um, my coach actually just like ghosted me. Like my first coach <sighs> completely ghosted me. I had no idea what to do. I had no idea. I knew what a reverse diet was because this said this is the time where like Lane Norton was huge on reverse dieting. Mm, yeah. Um, so I educated myself via of Avatar Nutrition. I was tr- like coached by Avatar Nutrition for a few months. And then I met my coach who I've had since, um, Nick Comodina. And that's when him and I kind of partnered up and we're like, okay, what's the actual game plan? Like, do I want to compete again? What's the, what's the stitch? And that's when he was like, all right, let's build, let's build. And then I ended up, um, literally having a 17 month growing season. So oh, not wow. only- Yeah. So not only was my muscle growing, but just my muscle maturity, you know, I, I aged, I was able to put on more mass, um, and also live life. You know, it was, it was a great amount of time to just have off, have like a ton of leniency to where when prep came around, I was fired up and I was ready. Nice. So sometimes it's really, really hard for athletes to take a break. I'm being one of them. Like I never like to break. I like to keep going hard and strong. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you stop, when you get off stage, you feel like, oh, you get less attention. You don't feel Mm -hmm. comfortable under your own, uh, under your own skin. Do you feel like taking that break actually like helped you? Like, how did you feel? Did you go through the same symptoms? I know you're like Mm -hmm. an influencer, so maybe you didn't feel like, (laughs) like less out Mm -hmm. of the limelight. Like, do you recommend taking a break? I think that if you're looking to excel in the sport, a break is needed. Um, until the judges tell you, like, you're a borderline figure, you shouldn't be competing back-to-back. You know what I mean? Because what, what real muscle growth, what real muscle maturity is occurring within a five-month off season? Mm. So I think that it's important for anyone really 
really looking to make a stand in the sport to take proper off seasons um, until again, you are told, Hey, like you just, you almost need to back off, you know? So I think that a break is important. And also mentally, it's very important to just readjust, get your hormones back on track, get your mentality back on track, enjoy time with loved ones. You know, prep is very selfish. Um, and so I think that's it. It's important to, you know, ease off the gas a little bit and always, always kind of step back and take that break. Definitely. I understand. Do you feel like when you're in prep, you can have everything like you can have your cake and eat it too? Like you can have your hormones be, be balanced. You can have, you know, um, a relationship with your family members. You can, you know, have your business and everything. Do you feel like you can do them both or do you feel like? I, yeah. yeah, I think you can to a certain point. Um, you know, when you're 12 weeks out, eight weeks out, absolutely. You can still balance it all because it's not really, you're not in that grind, that hardcore finishing touch yet. But when you're about six weeks, four weeks, three weeks out, I mean, you're, you're one track minded, you know, mm. you know what you need to do. You become an animal and you're, you got your eye on the prize, which is an amazing attitude to have. Um, but it's definitely one to realize because it's, you know, you can't have too much going on at that time. Like even this last prep for me, I purposely formatted all of my releases or all my launches away from prep because I knew during that time, it, it, like it was me time. Yeah. So um, it's de it definitely at some point you can have your cake and eat it too, but then it comes to a point where you definitely have to choose, you know, one or the other. I definitely feel like it comes more to that mental aspect. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, even if you're physically, you know, speaking to your family members or you're, you know, physically doing the work for your business, mentally you're drained. Exactly. So yes, I feel like yeah. it's, it's like, you know, like you said, like four weeks out, it's like you are one track mind. It's your mind that yes. is like so occupied. And yep. that's when you just don't have any more space to be able to do all the other things, you know, that energy that you need to be able to do the other things. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely a really good, a really cool perspective. Definitely. Absolutely. So 100%. did you always know that like you were going to turn pro? Like what propelled you to want to actually go for it? Um, I think that... I knew I could go pro from the first minute I stepped on stage just because my body is different than a lot of people's bodies. Like I, I'm blessed enough to have amazing genetics from my family, but I'm also blessed to have gone through so much adversity when I was younger to where like nothing's going to stop me now. Mm -hmm. And so after I stepped on stage and, you know, the comparison game, which sadly that's what we do in our, um, in our you know, if you want to call it work, I don't know what you call it in our talents, I guess, you know, we compare, right. That's in this industry. It, yeah, it really is. You know, you compare. so what the first time I was on stage was like, I, I just look, I look different. Like I look literally like a beast. I'm scared what's going on. And, um, so from there I knew that I had it in me to go pro and I knew seeing my body compared to other, you know, Miss Bikini Olympias or other people that have gone pro, I knew I could have the same look if not better, um, to attain my pro status too. Wow. I love this confidence. Where'd this confidence come from, girl? Let's talk about that. <laughs> uh, I think, um, honestly, my, I've always been pretty confident in myself. I mean, we're all human. We have days, we have months where, you know, it, again, adversity strikes and our confidence might dip low. Um, but I think that my confidence really comes from being so confident in 
my walk with God, my walk with my, you know, my relationship with Christ and knowing that he made me exactly who I need to be. So why would I not be confident in what I am and what I bring? So I think that since, you know, my, I have such a strong faith behind, I just have full confidence in myself and in the abilities that I have. I love this. And I feel like we can all kind of see this. We can see this, um, you know, on social media, we can see this, you know, on stage, we just every single time I see you, you're always doing something bigger, better. And you always, you know, walk with confidence. So it's such a such a great thing that you give off such a positive energy that you're giving off to everyone else. So I hope that everyone can take a little bit of this home with them. So I'm so excited that we're talking to you right now. (laughs) I know I love I love it. I think a lot of people, you know, it's it's about who you hang with, right? You are the the people that you keep company. And so I think when I bring people into my community, when I, when people stumble across my page, um, more often than not, you know, they're always ones to reach out to me and just say, Oh my gosh, like, thank you for even my IG stories. You know, people are like, I just, I walk away in such a better mood every single day. Like I look forward to them, you know, so it's all about the aura and like the vibe you give off. It, It really is amazing how much it can mentally impact another. Yeah, definitely. So this is kind of like a random silly question, but yeah. you're you're blonde. Did you ever have a problem yes. like finding the perfect suit color? That's something that we we kind of struggle um, with. I wouldn't say so only because I've only had I've really only stayed with like purple slash cranberry. Okay, um, so I never oh, that's really my vent- color too. <laughs> I ne- yeah, I never ve- I never really ventured out of it, and I loved the way it looked on me. Um, one thing that I was told on stage. And throughout my journey is that you want them, especially once you get to the national stage and you're having the same judges, you always want them to remember you. So to come on stage with different suits every freaking national show is actually going to almost hinder you because you want them to see you and remember, oh my gosh, that was, oh man, that's Des. I remember her from NPC Chicago. Like, oh my gosh, she's back in New Jersey and she looks amazing. So I think it's good to keep a, a central identity around the color that you have. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Mm-hmm. I feel like once you find that color that stands out, like don't change it. Yes. <laughs> don't 100%. change it. Keep it the same. I remember when I first started competing, every single time I'd step on stage, I'd change my, my suit. And by the end uh-huh. of the year, I'm like thousands of dollars in debt. And I'm like, why yes. am I doing this? The pros aren't doing this. Find a suit color that works for you and wear it until it freaking falls off and then buy it again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you are an influencer. Mm-hmm. At what pivotal moment in your life did you actually – coin that title influencer um man I think that truly any anyone can be an influencer I mean it has nothing to do with the number behind your name or the amount of subscribers you have or this or that because we all have the power to influence people it's just if we decide to do it or not you know I know a lot of powerful people that have small platforms but those people who they serve, they influence the hell out of. So I think that throughout my whole life, I've been an influencer because if anything, I'm always the one to set a trend and not follow it. So in terms of numbers, in terms of becoming an, you know, Instagram influencer, whatever you want to call it. Um, sure. You know, if there, if you really want to call that, um, you know, kind of a stepping stone, I would say that occurred probably last year. Again, I had way smaller platform, but a lot of people started to want to listen to what I said listened to what I said, utilized it, learned from it, you know, rejoiced it, whatever you want to call it. Um, So I think that really once I set the precedent of, hey, this is who I am. This is exactly what I believe in. I'm not changing. This is what I do. This is what I love. And I've continued to just be the same me, if not elevated myself. Um, 
from there on out, I think that's when I really created, you know, that brand and that name for myself, um, holding on to my morals and values while still growing as a person. Definitely. So if someone wanted to become an influencer, or someone's wanting to brand their name, what advice would you give them? Like, how do they start? What should they do? I think that a the, the place you need to start is with yourself, because if you don't know what you're standing for, you know, quote unquote, you'll fall for anything. Right. Mm. So knowing who you are, knowing what you believe in, wh- what do you love? What is that passion? What do you wake up and go to sleep thinking about? Once you know those things, that's when you can really start to brand yourself because that's when you can promote them, you can talk about them, and you're always going to be glowing with confidence and passion about that subject. So when when you think about selling or talking about something you don't like, what are you going to do? Probably not be able to sell it well because you don't like it. But with the minute you talk about something you love or something you use all the time, you're glowing with confidence. People want to listen to you. People know that it's real because you're just, you're freaking glowing and you love it and you're so happy. So I think that once you have those things in your life that you know are so important to you, morals, values, ethics, passions, et cetera, and you're able to present that to the world, um, that's when you can really start to create a brand for your name um, and really create something amazing because people know exactly what they sign up for when they hit the follow button. Yes. Do you recommend people starting um, on Instagram or do you recommend people starting on YouTube? I think that it's all just a balancing act. You know, if you think okay. about the cir- if you think about the circus and you have a man spinning three plates, at one point he has to start with one. You don't start with three. So until you master your craft on one, I wouldn't suggest dabbling into another. Mm. So for me, I had YouTube when I was at like maybe 10,000 followers, which is fine, but you can't put the same amount of effort into both platforms or else you will literally go insane. So choose one, <laughs> choose one to really elevate on, choose one to really go hard on, and then start to spin that other plate. Then go into Twitter, then create a Facebook group. Then, cre- you know what I mean? You, you just cannot do it all at once. I promise it will not work out. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like imagining this clown <laughs> and then everything Honestly, like going falling everywhere. <laughs> yep. I'm telling you, that's how it'll look like. Oh, awesome. So did you actually start on YouTube? I see that you do YouTube. I love your channel. It's so funny. Everybody needs to check oh, you out. Thanks. You're hilarious. I'm like, what is this? This is so funny. And speaking of like, you know, creating energy and stuff, if you are ever having a bad day, just click on Despy Scoggins YouTube channel and like you'll, your day will be so much better. I swear. I'm like first, first five minutes and everything will change. I absolutely, I love YouTube and that's something that's, that's where my plate is right now. That's the one I'm spending right now because I have Instagram, Instagram at some point you plateau, like you really can't help it. That's just how Instagram works unless you have you know, the biggest companies in the industry promoting you, right? It's, it's just, it's hard. It's so hard on the app nowadays. Um, so I'm really focusing on YouTube, um, because I love YouTube and it's also just a fun way, more interactive for your audience. And I mean, you can actually feel who someone is through YouTube versus on Instagram. So it's a little bit more of an emotional opportunity to connect with people that support me. Um, but I started YouTube when I was, I think I've had a YouTube for a while, you know, just to like thumb up people's videos, et cetera. 
but I started uploading the summer of 2017. So literally last summer. Oh, wow. I started, I started uploading just like I literally recorded with my iPhone, which at the time I had like an iPhone 7. I would edit it in an app on my phone. I don't even know how I did that. And then I would upload it from my phone to YouTube. So nice. it was like the trashiest edits. I mean, I can't, you know, everyone starts somewhere. And that's the beauty behind it is like, we all have the tools to do something. It's just making it work and making the best out of it. Yeah. So that's kind of where I started in YouTube. And once I really was like, okay, this is so fun. I finally bought a camera. And then from there, I kind of learned editing, kind of took a break because it was just like, it's hard. I mean, it's just like any platform, right? You start from ground zero. And so then I started making YouTube videos again. And then again, I, I kind of fell off because of prep. And then now I'm back into it. Um, and I'm trying to be more regular. I just, I love doing it. It's fun. And it's just, it's more of a stress reliever for me. Do you do it all by yourself or do you have people help you? I do it all by myself. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. So, so it's, it's hard. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, congratulations on your engagement. That's amazing. Thank you. That's so awesome that you're getting engaged or that you're engaged and that you're going to be married, I believe. I know. How many months now is your wedding? In um, eight, and eight and a half. Nice. How, yes. do you, how do you balance everything? You have your fiance, you have YouTube. I mm -hmm. mean, you have Instagram. Now you're competing. Like, how does that, how do you do it all? Um, I have about three mental breakdowns a year, <laughs> one every three months, and then I'm okay. Only three? Um, <laughs> I know, right? Uh, like 300. Okay. Um, it's, it's honestly, it's all about just, it's finding your own balance. You know, I know when I feel overworked. Mm. I know when things start to become a chore. So right now, um, I work, so my fiance goes to work around 7 a.m., I typically wake up around then when he leaves, takes the, you know, I take the dogs out and I literally work all day. I mean, I work all day. I take off like two hours maybe to go to the gym by the time I drive there and back. Um, some days I'll stop at the post office, you know, run an errand, but I literally work from seven to about 6 PM every single day. Um, it's, it's a job. Like a lot of people are like, Oh, you probably like sit around and do this. Absolutely not. Like I have a job. I have people that I'm that I have employed. So I have a team that I have to take care of. I have clients. I have all these things to do. So it's not it's not just the, you know, oh, I'm living the high life, not doing anything. It's absolutely nuts. So um, that's really how I balance it is I literally make a work schedule for myself. And that's how it seemed to be the best way for me is just knowing, okay, I'm working today eight to three, or I'm working today seven to six. So that's, that's really the way that I've tried to be as kind of helpful as I can to myself. I feel your pain. I need to set a schedule. Schedule is great. Um, this is kind of more like my question just for you. Cause I want to know, are you using like an actual calendar or are you just, I mean, how exactly do you go about scheduling? Cause it's been really tough for me lately. Um, it's been definitely me using Google calendar. Okay. Um, Google calendar. Yeah. Literally my no old school <laughs> chicken no, scratch. I, mean, <laughs> I do. I do have a calendar also like a planner. Um, and I have like, I do a lot of sticky notes, um, for like my daily tasks. So I hang them where I need to see them. Um, but honestly, I think Google calendar really saves me because I set a lot of 
events on my phone each day. So like literally I wake up, set my events or do it the night before, you know, um, nine o'clock call the vet, literally 10 o'clock make YouTube video, Mm. 11 o'clock do that. Like I literally schedule out my whole day to where when my phone goes off and tells me to, to switch paces, I'm switching paces. You know, I can't, can't sit on the same thing all day or else you go insane. Um, and then you don't get anything else done. So I kind of time block in that way. Oh my God. The honorary teas are now available. I am stoked. These teas were designed by me and they represent everything this podcast is about. Strength, overcoming struggles, making the impossible possible, having a voice in the sport, and of course, never giving up on your dreams. If you want to be a supporter of this movement, then head over to naimafit.com slash shop to grab yours today. Use the code Bikini Diaries for 20% off your order. I will be ever so grateful. I like that. I'll have to time block. I'll have to use my Google yeah. calendar. I That's tried the, the chicken scratch thing and it didn't work. No, <laughs> I find you myself, don't, I don't have don't time. I don't have, yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't look at it and I don't have time to even write anything in it. So it, it definitely, that, that is, feels like more of a chore, but, um, what does it mean to fill up your cup and how exactly do you fill it up? Mm, I think for me, filling up your cup is, I mean, it's going to be relative and different to everyone. For me, my filling of my cup is my self-care and my mental health. So for me, that looks like going to the gym. That's me laying out in the sun. That's me getting my nails done or going and getting a pedicure. Like that's how I fill my cup up. That's how I feel rejuvenated and able to work. Now for someone else, filling up their cup might be a huge vacation, or it might be a week off of work. So it's definitely to, you know, to each their own. But I think having just like a mental rest day, and when I have a rest day in my week, making it a complete rest day um, is is the way that I kind of refill and rejuvenate. Mm. Oh, or just, you know, doing Bikini Diary podcast interviews. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, just, just hanging out, just podcasting it out. Hanging out. <laughs> so Desiree, tell us a little bit about your business. Exactly what do you do and how do you help others? Yeah, I am a, what would you even call it? I'm an online fitness coach, uh, but also the creator of my DBFT Fit Guides and mm. owner of Desby Fit Training LLC. So I do things like create eBooks for beginners or anywhere from beginners to advanced in the gym, just to jumpstart that plateau, have something fun to follow, as well as educate themselves throughout it with information on nutrition, um, training, supplementation, all the goods, kind of like mini fitness Bibles. That's what I call them. So I create those and those are just eBook downloads. So a lot of people um, purchase those and follow them and, I also do challenges sometimes. I try to have at least two to three challenges a year. And I also am, like I said, an online fitness coach and a little bit of a business coach too. So Mm. I have my online one-on-one clients for macronutrient coaching. And then I have my business clients who I am coaching um, kind of first-time entrepreneurs looking to break the surface, you know, the hows and what's to legals, legal and all the way to technology and beyond. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I didn't know that you did business coaching as well. Yes. Yep. It's, it's new. I'm, I'm definitely not looking to switch my platform over or become this business guru. 
Um, but with what I've gone through and the company that I've built myself, um, you know, I've done it all from scratch and I want to, wanted to share that information mm. with people on a, a less t- terrible way. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I wanted to do it. I wanted to do it the right way and with a bunch of passion and be able to really, um, you know, have them learn from someone who's actually done it themselves. I love that. I mean, I feel like a lot of people are, you know, trying to help others, but they haven't really gone through the thing that they're trying to help others with. So the fact that that's kind of something that you're promoting, you're like, you know what, I want to teach you something, but only because I've done this, I've done that. And I want to teach you how to not do it the way I did it so that you can just, you know, just be a little bit more successful and have a little bit, you know, better experience. Um, do you feel like, okay, so everyone has to start somewhere, you know, we all started at zero (laughs) followers and we got to a thousand, maybe we're at 5,000 now. Do you feel like your business really changed when you got from a thousand to 172,000 that you're at now? Like, did that really make a difference in your business? Um, I think it did because I mean, the amount of people you can reach are potential customers. Mm So, um, do I think that following, plays a role in reach and the opportunity to maybe quote unquote sell more. Absolutely. But, um, that does not mean that just because you have 5,000 followers doesn't mean you can't have a full-time job or create a full-time business. Um, it's all about the connection that you have with those people. You know, I know a lot of people that have the same amount of followers as I, and don't make as much money as I, I know a lot of people that have less followers than me, way less, and make more money than I do. So it's all about the deeper connection you have with your your audience and what what you're selling, and, you know, also the value, right? How much are you selling it for? And that's also going to come into play. Um, but it's all about creating something that you can that can sell itself, you know. So that's why I created guides um, aside from my one-on-one coaching is because my guides they just sell itself. What do you do to connect with others? Because we're, we're, I mean, anyone who follows you is very deeply connected to you. It's very hard to not stop watching you. What do you think it is about you that keeps us, you know, coming for more? Um, I think it's truly just my presence and the opportunity that I give for people to engage back. You know, Mm. if, if you, don't get me wrong. Like there's a lot of people that I just cannot physically get to replying back to or seeing their comments or seeing their message. But when I have the opportunity, I will connect with every single person I can. You know, a lot of people stop that. Oh, I'm at 70 followers, 70,000 followers. I can't comment back anymore. I still comment back to almost every single comment possible. I almost, you know, DM every single person possible. Sometimes I'll go out of my way and be like, you know what? Ah, that, who's that handle that always comments on my stuff? Oh, her. I'll go and I'll message her and just be like, hey, just wanted to pop in and see how you're doing. That's what keeps people coming back. Yeah, I love that. And it's, it's the love that I have for, you know, you guys as well. It's, it's not just a one, it's not just a one-sided relationship here. And I think it shows. Yeah, it definitely does. Like quick story. I was so excited. Like I DM'd you and I got a response right away. I was like, this is really not happening. Like this girl is like on her game. Like she is awesome. So that's, that's really awesome that you do that. And we like, we really appreciate it. Like it's obvious that you care about everyone and, and, um, it's nice. It's a nice change for sure. So I know that you started competing 
competing and you turn pro. What exactly happened after you turned pro? Did anything happen? Like, did anything mm-hmm. change for you? Well, I got new titties. So I got got new boobs. That was that was in the works before I went pro too. Um, And obviously, you don't you don't need boobs to go pro, guys. Just so you know. But this was just a personal decision that I've always just been very flat chested, and I wanted virtually my pre athletic boobs back. Right. (laughs) So um, I did get a breast augmentation. That was a really hard hit to my post-show feels because I went three weeks after my show to get my boobs done. So it was an immediate three weeks post-show where you kind of feel the worst, right? You want to like work out more. You, you know, you want to keep feeling good. And I went from that to literally having to sit on my ass and Mm. recover. So it was very, very hard for me. And two weeks after I got my boobs done, I moved 1100 miles from home so it was a lot that hit me um within that first literally six weeks post show when usually everyone's like oh I'm only up a pound oh my gosh no you're not um (laughs) (laughs) exactly it was it was really hard for me you know we were constantly traveling we had to come find an apartment then we flew back then we went back and then we went there and then we had to make the drive down here and it was just very hard to maintain myself in my sanity, because I, I couldn't get to the gym. Obviously, I was recovering. Um, my food was like wonky. I couldn't track. It was it was just a hard time. So after I went pro, that happened. I moved here. Finally, come I would even say September, I finally settled into a little bit of a routine. Felt amazing. Um, continued to feel amazing. Got my period back, and then in October I got engaged. So it was just, it's really been like a crazy past six months. Um, so now I'm just, I'm still in the gym. And ever since I could be cleared to get in the gym, I've been in the gym and I'm, I'm just enjoying it. I have some juicy pumps. I, you know, I'm feeling great in my body, except you know, post-Christmas is testing me, but, oh, yeah. but, <laughs> but I'm feeling great and uh, feeling super, you know, back to my normal self. Yeah, I feel like you look really, really great. I don't feel like you, like, gained any crazy weight or anything like that. I feel like you look healthy, you look fit, you know, have a bigger smile on your face because of your engagement. (laughs) Yes, big smile, big rock. It just goes together. So one thing I wanted to ask you um, about turning pro, do you feel like um, you, when you turn pro, did you feel like you actually got more people coming towards you, like more traffic towards your business? Or do you feel like everything kind of stayed the same? I feel like a lot of influence kind of influencers go that route. Like they're like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm really into fitness. Maybe I'll try this competition thing out. Maybe I'll, you know what I'm missing? I'm missing that pro card. That's what I need to do. Mm -hmm. That's what's, Mm -hmm. that's the key. Like, did you ever feel that way? And if you did, once you got your pro card, did you ever see a difference? I wouldn't say I ever felt that way. Like I wouldn't say I ever felt like I needed to compete for biz, like for business or for social media growth. I would say that my page grew a lot faster and my posts did a lot better when I was in prep, which is very mm-hmm. shallow and sad. Um, but however, um, if anything, I think my business has only taken an uphill swing since I stopped competing. Um, and and back to being me because a lot of people want to see you that lean and they'll watch you and they'll like your pictures because you have abs 
but they don't relate to it. And that's one thing that really hurts me when my audience, you know, I had quite a few people message me and tell me they had to unfollow me while I was competing because they didn't feel as if it was me anymore and how they felt um, like it was very conformed and they couldn't relate to it and they just, they couldn't see it. And, and so I think that um, now being in this state of just health and, and life and wanting to get bigger and wanting to plan my wedding and like be a wife and all that stuff. I think it's a lot more relatable to people. So as much as my business, um, was great during my prep, I think almost after and after the pro card, it was better, not for the reason of attaining the card, but of the reason of getting back to my normal healthy self. I see. Do you see yourself continuing to compete or do you think that this is it for you? Um, I, I actually just pulled myself out of prep like two weeks ago. Um, (laughs) (laughs) here's the tea. (laughs) You got to clickbait it somehow. Um, so I, I was in prep for my pro debut that I was planning on in March and, um, it was, it was going okay. Um, but like, not really, I don't know. I just, ever since I got my period back in October, um, my body has just been very strange. Like it's just, it's not the same. Um, last prep, we would drop my macros and I would like literally lose five pounds. Um, now that oh I'm gosh. off birth control, it's like my body just was not responding. And I'm totally about pushing yourself. I'm totally about like, Hey, it's prep. It's, it's extreme. But when you know your body and you know, it's not responding, it's just not the kind of stimulus it needs. And, uh, I had a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress around prepping and just planning my wedding. And, you know, I have to spend money on these shows, not necessarily to get in the show because in the pro league, you don't pay to go to your show, but you still have to get there. You still have to pay for hair and makeup. You still have to pay for hotels and travel and flights. Um, and it was just something that I just can't, I couldn't say my heart was in it too. Like, Oh, I'm going to do this no matter what. Like I was at like, absolutely not. I'm not in it. Um, so I pulled myself out of prep. Well, my coach and I, and I just, I know that I'm destined for bigger things than to have a IFBB behind my name. Like I really could care less about that status. Um, although it was amazing to attain and I'm so thankful for the opportunity I had, it was a freaking blast. Um, it's just not something that I really cared to it, it wasn't worth it. Around. No. Yeah, just, it wasn't worth I it. You were putting know. more in than what you were receiving. Yeah, yeah. And you know, yeah, I, those I, co- I, you had real connections before, like you were connecting to real people that mm-hmm. you could relate to. And now, you know, obviously, like you, it looks good to be shredded. You're posting all these amazing photos. You're getting more attention, but those necessarily aren't even converting into dollars. They're not converting into real followers, lasting followers. Mm-hmm. And yep. it's more stress on you. It seems like it seems like it's more stress you out than it is um, helping you excel. Yeah. And you know, when, when I prepped these last two times, so like my first time ever, and then this last like pro prep, um, I was alone. Mm. I, I lived alone. I had no one else around me. I was so headstrong because all I did was work. I was work. I didn't have my boyfriend. Well, at the time it was my boyfriend. He wasn't around. Um, my family was just around. They worked real jobs. So I'm just sitting here at home I had nothing to do but hit macros and do cardio. Yeah. Now I'm in this different part of life where 
I'm engaged. I'm living with my future husband. We live in a, a place that's beautiful all the time. We can go to the beach. We can have drinks on the beach. We can have wine nights. We can go get ice cream or this or that. And it's just different seasons of life bring you into different scenarios. And I think although God used me so hard to show my faith and fitness literally throughout the past you know, first part of the six months of the year, I think he's shown me to bring me out of that season into a new sector and just say, Des, like, you don't have to be a competitor to live out the purpose I have for you. And I I felt that. And I just, I know that for right now, um, it's just not, it is just not there. Like, I just, I don't need it. Okay. So we're hanging up the hills for now. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) We may bring the heels back out later, but for right now, we're hanging them up. (laughs) We're we're hanging them up for a hot second. And, you know, bodybuilders, um, bikini competitors, it all, like, so fascinating. And I love the sport. I have nothing trash to say about, oh, you're competing, ruined me. That's not, no, absolutely not. I'm fine. Um, It's just more of I'm aware of myself and I'm aware of what, my life entails right now. And for right now, it's not putting myself through a prep. That's what it comes down to, you know? Exactly. So what exactly is next for you then? Um, I think I'm planning to do, um, some five K's this year, not necessarily like hardcore training for them, but I do want to continue to just like venue or uh, venture into different realms of fitness, you know, do a few group fitness classes or like do running or do this or do that. And then obviously this whole year is really dedicated to continuing to scale my business, um, you know, really grinding in that thought process and traveling for my wedding, you know, back and forth. I have to plan trips to Ohio to like set up my wedding. And then essentially um, my sister is due to have her baby in May. Yeah. Yeah. And then I get married um, in September. So from, from January to September, you know, it is, well, really till, you know, let's bring it to the end of the year next year. It's just going to be a wild ride that I'm, I'm so excited for. Um, but it's going to be just, it's going to be stress-free. I'm just learning to live day to day. Um, it's just a, a new mantra for me. That's awesome. And I, I kind of had a question about your fiance. So I noticed that you don't really share him too much. Some people, you know, share their fiancés or their husbands or their boyfriends, and some people do not. What is your preference and how do you go about taking that into your business? Yeah, I share him as much as I can. Like I truly do. Um, it's just hard because he works when I'm working. You know what I mean? So like, mm-hmm. he's not here all the time, like when I am. So by the time he gets home from work, I stay off my phone and we just hang out. So it's, it's kind of hard to like get him involved in that sense. Um, but we like, he so wants to, it's just until like we have the weekends where he'll, he'll like record for me. He actually bought me a, a gimbal for my phone. So oh, okay. Can, yeah. So he can take me to the gym and he can record my videos Aww, for me. Oh, that's so, so sweet. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's cute. He loves what I do and um, he wants to always be a part of it. I think that in a world where sex sells in a place where being this young, good looking woman will bring you in business. Um, I like to set the precedent apart and show people the beauty behind having the love of your life and the amazing feeling it is to have a fiance and be, uh, what would you call it? Respectful to him, Mm -hmm. you know, knowing what, 
I should and shouldn't be sharing, knowing what I should and shouldn't be posting, um, et cetera. It's just a different level of maturity um, that you kind of reach when you become a fiance or, you know, a very serious boyfriend and girlfriend. So I think that sharing them is very important to just keeping the, the gates open of, Hey guys, yep, this is what's going on. So don't ask me. Um, but also sharing still that, that secret part of your relationship and keeping it kind of sacred. Yeah. So when is it, what do you think it is the when do you think it is the right time to share? Because I remember I had came out of, this is kind of funny, but like two years ago, I had came out of a relationship and um, I started seeing someone else who I'm actually with now. I've been with for, you know, two years now. And, and I instantly started sharing him with his head cut off. So I would, <laughs> I would share oh his gosh. hand and then I would share <laughs> from his neck <laughs> down and just like as something silly. Cause I didn't think it was going to be anything serious. We were just, uh-huh. you know, having fun and, you know, dating or whatever. But I just kind of yeah. was like, Oh, I, you know, I'm, kind of branding myself right now like doing the fitness thing didn't want to show your face type of thing so that's kind of like something people can laugh at but on a more serious (laughs) note when do you think is the right time to kind of share your significant others um I think whenever whenever you have them and you believe in them and I I don't oh man that that comes off I don't want to to come off wrong but there is definitely a difference between like you don't want to seem like the person who like hops guy to guy, right? <laughs> we yeah. all know we all know that that's how dating works. Like there's nothing against that, but when you put it in pictures, it looks wrong. So, um I think that making sure that there's like a significant amount of time in between stages or maybe if you have just a personal Instagram, keep it on there and keep business and business and personal life separate for a little bit. Um you know, I personally since Wyatt and I like the first time we kissed, I like I knew we were going to get married. So I didn't really, like, I just knew, I was like, okay, I'm just, I'm going to share it, you know, who cares? But if I was someone in a new relationship, I can see where that can be very scary. Um, So definitely, you know, gain the confidence in your relationship and also make sure that your significant other understands what you're doing and why. Um, Because a lot of times, sometimes they don't want to be a part of it or they don't like it. And so you would never want to kind of like push that envelope or make it like awkward because a lot of people don't understand kind of what we do. Yeah. And I, I actually ask you because you're more of a businesswoman. So I see you more on the business side of things. So what do you think about, you know, us business owners or people who use their Instagram for business? Is it okay to share their personal life or their significant other? Or should they keep it strictly for just like their business? Um, again, I think it becomes, it comes to a point of like how confident you are about what you're sharing. Okay. You know? like, yeah. Like, it, you know, if you're, if you just got this new boyfriend last week, don't do what I did you know um but I do think that I do think sharing personal life is super important because what people relate most to is vulnerability they relate most to the daily ins and outs of life and I think that a lot of times that gets lost in social media um you know with people just posting the best of their day so you know post the morning selfie of you with your hair up and your glasses on like it doesn't matter. Like if you're just running errands or doing something small, like definitely sharing that personal aspect of your life is important. Um, just for people to really understand that, okay, I, she's relatable. She does the same thing I do. Like, Oh wow. I look like that too. So it's, it's important to still share like those small aspects. 
speaking more on what you said about, um, you know, social media being more of like a highlight, um, mm-hmm. real, do you feel like when you were competing, it kind of uh, shed some light to some of your failures? Cause I know like, you know, when you're, when you're, you know, an influencer, if you're just on social media, you can post all the great things, but when you actually start stepping on stage, you know, and you actually don't do well at a show or you have like, you have just, you know, because competing really consumes you mentally. You just have a bad week. You don't even show up on social media at all. Do you uh-huh. do you feel like it really? Um, do you really feel like it shared the more negative sides or more of your downfall in life? Um, I I would say it did a little bit this past round because there was a lot of gra- like my fiance graduated from college. Um, there was a lot of parties that we went to, and I couldn't partake in it. And so oh, I, remember, okay. I, re- I remember documenting that like, Hey guys, uh, currently walking home. Um, it's been about three hours. I haven't ate. I'm really hungry. Uh, and you know, my, everyone's still out partying and I, I have to eat like, or else I'm, you know, I'm not going to feel good. I'm going to get cranky. So I remember sharing stuff like that and being like, this is the reality. Like you don't get to go out and party. Um, and it, even if you think you're willed enough to do it, it's not that easy. So, um, I do think that it brought light to things like that, like the reality of prep. However, when it comes to like failures, I think it also brought a small reality because my first national show um, that everyone was like, Des, you're going to go pro, OMG, you're going to go pro. I got ninth place, ninth place, Mm. second call outs. And um, then my next national show, which was my second national show, I ended up winning. So it it was definitely a reality check because like I said, all these people are like, you're going to go pro. And I was so embarrassed when I didn't because I had all these people watching me and all these people expecting me to do well. Um, But I think showing the adversity and showing guys, it doesn't, no one gives a hell about my follower count on that stage. Just because I'm Desby does not mean I deserve to be pro. Um, And so it was definitely a humbling experience for me, but also to show again, my followers like, it, it just because you know me as Desby doesn't mean that I'm going to just go pro. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely very, very different on that stage. It's yeah. None. <laughs> no one yeah. cares. Yeah. Nobody cares. That is for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I know that you're hanging up your heels for now, but what would you say was like your biggest lesson learned, um, doing, you know, competing and turning pro? I think the biggest lesson learned is, from the scenario I just kind of talked about is even if you finish last, you can still turn it into a first. So Mm. no matter in that, that just goes into like life. You know what I mean? It was just very, it was a very humbling experience to me knowing that even though I finished ninth place, I still worked my ass off to win first place that next show. And um, it also goes to show that different, you know, different night, different result different day, different result. So it's all about really embracing like that time of life and that day that you're in and just being thankful for it, regardless of win or lose or regardless of a victory or a failure in again, whatever life, you know, whether it be a state like a competition or a just maybe a promotion that you didn't get, but you wanted or thought you'd get. Um, It's all about just continuing to bounce back and turning it into something better. Yay. Thank you so much, Desby. I feel like we've learned like so much from you and I feel like we've gotten to learn a a lot about who you are and what you stand for and where you're going in the world. And I'm so excited that we were able to share some perspectives. It's been amazing. Yeah, for sure. I love doing podcast interviews. I, 
I wish I had a podcast of my own because I love to talk. But that, again, that's where I get my YouTube fill. I'm like, oh, I get to talk and have my own TV show. So it kind of works. Well, that's great. Um, I mean, I want I want a YouTube channel. So just <laughs> trade off every once in a while. I know every once in a while, right? That's awesome. <laughs> but well, I appreciate it. I'm glad. I'm, I'm excited to share this with my followers as well. You know, I think that this is a great kind of overall information, not just focused on, you know, bodybuilding and bikini and all that. I think it was very well-rounded. So I'm excited. Yeah, definitely. I'm glad we got to listen to your entire story and get the gist of exactly who you are. So we're getting to um, the end and I asked this question to everyone and you can, you can respond however you'd like to respond. Okay. If there is one thing you could confess, whether it be good or bad, about your experiences as a competitor, fill in the blank, dear diary. Oh my gosh. Good or bad? Oh, I would say, dear diary, uh, as great as our run has been and as amazing as my experience has gone, I just have to say, Farewell for now, but I won't be gone too long. Ooh, that kind of rhymes! Ah! <laughs> that was kind of good. That was awesome. <laughs> Thank My you job. for your confession. That was awesome. <laughs> and I know I like you've it. already given us so much advice, but if there was one piece of advice you could give to someone wanting to become a bikini professional in the sport, what would it be? Honestly, embrace your off season and really, really take advantage of every single day that you have in that caloric surplus and off the stage. Uh, that's truly what's going to make or break and change your physique from the girls next to you. Love it. And if we want to find more of you, because, well, we should all be following you. But if we're not following you, then where could we find you? You can find me on YouTube at just Desiree Scoggin Fitness. Um, you can also probably search Des B and I will pop up. And then on Instagram, you can find me at Des B, B as in boy with three underscores. And then you can find me on Twitter at Des B Fit. I'm not going to lie. My Twitter is pretty hype. I've, I've quite the Twitter finesse. Ooh, I like yeah, it. <laughs> nice. Thank you so much for being on today. If you love this episode... Just as much as I love this episode, and you know someone who may love this episode, just as much as you and I loved this episode, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you could help me help others. So please, if you loved it, it takes 30 seconds to leave me a five-star review and share it with all of your friends. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and always remember to never give up on your dreams.